We live in a cosmos, spelled in the original Greek with a K, cosmos, which means the order of the universe. It's where we get our English word cosmos, spelled with a C. Yet that word in the West tends to mean a flatland of only physical matter, nothing but energetic particles, stars, and planets extending throughout a space-time continuum, combining and evolving to make up everything in the universe. Yet, in reality, we live in an integral cosmos, a cosmic mandala, a multi-layered, pluridimensional, dynamic spectrum of existence, a vast mandala of evolution arising in four quadrants, extending from the physical realms to biological life to mental thought, to the soul and spiritual domains as one shimmering divine reality of spirit and action, what Ken Wilber calls a morphogenetic developmental space. Therefore, the best way for us to understand this vast cosmos as a whole is by being integral. Thus, this presentation is about the integral centaur in vision logic, simplified and explained, because as we will see, being spiritual or opening to the transpersonal is what truly makes a person integral, integrating the wholeness of being human. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your guide today and the author of Embracing Reality, The Integral Vision of Ken Wilber, and also the recently published book, God's Great Tradition of Integral Wisdom. Now let's review the wisdom gathered from some of our past integral pioneers many who strongly influenced the theories of Ken Wilber in order to get a fuller understanding of what being integral is all about. To start, let's listen to one of our folk heroes, Mark Twain, explain an important principle of being integral. It ain't what you don't know that gets you in trouble. It's what you think you know for sure that just ain't so, unquote. In other words, people are only partially correct though they tend to think they're always correct. Being integral tries to unite and embrace those different worldviews by showing they are all correct but partial, creating an integral vision of reality where everybody is right and nobody is 100% wrong. Now let's listen to one of the world's foremost integral pioneers, Ken Wilber, who in the first year of the new millennium define the word and idea of being integral as, quote, integral. The word means to integrate, to bring together, to join, to link, to embrace. Not in the sense of uniformity and not in the sense of ironing out all of the wonderful differences, colors, zigs and zags of a rainbow-hued humanity, but in the sense of unity in diversity shared commonalities along with all of our wonderful differences, unquote. Now, in my opinion, that is being integral. Next, let's take a few minutes to review some of Ken's major sources of inspiration, starting with John Gebser, a German poet and historical scholar who was writing during the mid 20th century while Europe was at war with itself and the world. Gebser was the first person to use the word integral consciousness as being an actual structure in consciousness development. A little earlier in the century, Aurobindo had also used the word integral 
to define the type of yoga, as we'll see, but it was Gebser who defined integral as a structure of consciousness. Back in the mid-1970s, when Ken Wilber was doing research for his early books, when he still had hair, he first read Gebser's work in some short articles published in a well-respected but little-known journal called Main Currents of Modern Thought. Gebser's magnum opus, The Ever-Present Origin, would not be published in English until 1985, although it had been published in German in 1949. Therefore, by the 70s, Ken only had access to those summary articles of Gebser's. One of the articles in Main Currents was titled the Integral Consciousness, where Gebser explained. Shucks, got a little ahead of myself there. Gebser explained, quote, the growth of a new integral consciousness is important, even decisive for our times. For it is a theme of universal scope, embracing the whole of humanity. As such, it deserves to be treated as a coherent whole, for the common destiny of the East and the West depends largely on the extent to which this new integral consciousness is realized." Unquote. Georg Furstein, a well-respected scholar on yoga and personal student of Gebser's, a German who lived in England and then in the United States, and who would later become a friend to Ken Wilber, noted this fortuitous connection. Ken Wilber first utilized the Swiss scholar's ideas in his Up From Eden and later in Sex Ecology Spirituality. Apparently, Wilber came across Gebser's idea in an article published in the long defunct Main Currents in Modern Thought, and he responded to them enthusiastically. Wilber's interest in Gebser should not really come as a surprise because Wilber has been deeply concerned with structural and developmental issues relating to consciousness. Whereas Gebser favored a predominantly cultural, literary, linguistic vantage point, Wilbur has opted mainly for a psychological, cultural, philosophical pivot. Both approaches cover much common ground and have yielded many similar insights, which is a testimony to them possibly having uncovered actual psycho-historical patterns." Unquote. Again, it was Gebser who pioneered our current understanding of what integral consciousness is and how to recognize it, what Wilbur and Spiral Dynamics now call second-tier consciousness. Mostly, it is the ability to be transparent to the previous structures of conscious development something the earlier structures cannot do. Gebser emphasized that the new emergent qualities of the integral structure, which he suggested were first emerging in the 20th century in art, literature, and even scientific thinking. Thus he explained, whoever has ennobled, intensified, and prepared one's consciousness so that an enrichment of the integral consciousness is achieved, lives in a state of participation in the world as a whole. This participation, which is conditioned by integral consciousness and which, even now, is to be found in the individuals in every part of the world, holds the possibility for healing of the world. 
It will depend on those few who are already consciously realizing this process and who are thus enabling new forces to take effect in the individual, the world, and humanity." Unquote. Obviously, Gebser felt that being integral was essential for stabilizing a peaceful global order instead of the threatening world wars which have dominated our recent history. Such an evolutionary vision inspired Ken Wilbur, as it now inspires many of us. As I mentioned, Furstein, as a student who studied with Gebser in the last years of his life, Gebser died in 1973, explains the significance of being integral in his excellent but now out-of-print book titled Structures of Consciousness. Here, Furstein reviewed Gebser's work and the profound influence it had on Wilbur's integral theories. For example, both integral philosophers appeared together in an issue of What is Enlightenment in the late 1990s. In his book, Furstein further clarifies the integral mission. Quote, this nascent, aperspectival, meaning not one perspective, or a rational integral consciousness, for the first time in human history, permits the conscious integration of all previous but co-present structures. And through this act of integration, the human personality becomes transparent to itself, so that the originary presence, the spiritual, is directly awared." Unquote. Originary refers to the ever-present origin, or the ground unconsciousness, or even God as consciousness. Consequently, such integral awareness influences not only the individual, but the whole collective society. Another important integral philosopher active today, Steve McIntosh, whose integral thinking focuses more on politics and how being integral can help heal and integrate our current political divisions or cultural wars, points out the significance of integral consciousness operating in both individual and collective dimensions. Quote, the point is that the subjective systems of consciousness and intersubjective systems of culture co-evolve and are deeply intertwined. Even though consciousness is individual and subjective, and culture is collective and intersubjective, these overlapping domains of interior development share the same source of energizing power." Unquote. That, my friends, is an excellent way to describe being integral. <laughs>